0: What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? I, I don't know what's in that bag. I found it.
1: What's in the bag?
0: It's my little bag of shit that they let me keep for emotional value. What's
1: in the bag? You want to see what's in my bag?
0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Venice Motor Club Podcast. Today, we're here with Carly Durant.
1: Hello. Testing one.
0: Testing one. So Carly is a film photographer through and through. She does lifestyle, portraiture.
1: Little landscape in there.
0: Little landscape. So Carly is a day one homie of the club. We're so great to have you here.
1: Yay. How thanks are for you? having me. I'm good. We've been talking for an hour and a half, but now we're finally making a podcast.
0: We are finally. <laughs> so we're gonna hop right into it. What is your bag?
1: The bag is from Amazon and it is black and boring but it keeps the camera secured.
0: How long have you had this bag?
1: I got this probably five months ago when I was starting to go out and shoot a lot more, bring it to sets, and I just wanted a secure bag to have all my film and just pieces of my cameras in so I could be safe and together.
0: What is your favorite detail about this bag?
1: Um, I love that it's just easy to stack all your cameras into it has nice compartments in it um, and it just can be on my back so whether I'm walking around outside shooting or inside it just has the mobility to take all my cameras everywhere with me
0: I saw a couple yes. cameras in there
1: yes. in my bag currently I am shooting on two cameras I am a big fan of the Context G1 which I recently purchased and um, a lot of people have said it's similar to the G2 and it's significantly cheaper because all the raves after the G2 right now so Get the contact sheet one. Um, and then I'm also shooting on a Canon. My other camera is a Canon EOS 1N. It's fancy. It's fancy. It's my biggest camera that I have. It almost feels like when I get my film developed from that camera, it feels a little bit more digital visually but I love that the lens I have with it, I can get really nice close features if I'm doing portraits so I can get those nice close-ups on people's face with the lens I have for that one. And then I also have a point-and-shoot. My point-and-shoot is my go-to if I'm out with my friends, drunk at a bar. That's the camera that I know I can be really candid with and care less about if it doesn't come home with me or (laughs) someone drops on the ground. Um, I'm always a little less worried, so that's my more spontaneous, casual camera that I shoot with, and that is... A Nikon Light Touch Zoom.
0: Oh. And
1: 10 out of 10 approve. Wow. I love it.
0: That looks like the uh, stylus, like the Olympus. Yeah, it actually has a very
1: similar vibe to that.
0: looks like that chunky 90s.
1: Yes, very 90s. And this is actually my second one of that. My first one, RIP. There was a piece that broke in it that the guys at Sam's camera were like, you just gotta order a new one. We can't replace it. So. That is version two that I have acquired since the other one broke.
0: How long have you had this camera? All the cameras. Which one?
1: All of them. So when I started film, I really started with the point and shoot because I didn't know the technicalities of film, this, all the different settings that you could use. So the point and shoot was really helpful just to get a taste for what film was like, if I liked it. Um, so my point and shoot I've probably had for about three years now. Keep in mind, it has been since replaced, but this same Nikon I had a while ago. Um, the Context G1 is my newest baby. I probably got that maybe six or seven months ago. And then my Canon, that one I've probably had for about a year now, which was my first more professional camera that I bought, um, since just starting with point and shoots when I was shooting with people. So that was the first time I was like, okay, I think I'm going to take film a little bit more seriously, up my quality, invest in myself a bit. And I've just loved the results from purchasing that Canon.
0: And then what do you like most about these cameras?
1: The Context G1. So to foreshadow me as a film photographer, I know the basics of settings, whether that's with ISO, shutter, et cetera, but technicality wise, I'm not thinking too deeply about the lighting and all that stuff. So what I love about the G1 is I can still get that high quality shot, but still be in an automatic mode where it's auto-focusing for me. Uh, which is really helpful, especially when I'm on the go and switching lighting up with models I'm working with are just outside. So I love that I don't have to think too deeply on what I'm shooting and still get great results. So that's probably my favorite thing about the Context. My Canon, on the Context you want, you can't, with the lens it has, it you can't like zoom in. So the Context is a fixed lens, which honestly is probably the biggest downside of the camera because I've realized when I'm shooting, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be so much closer and then when you bring the camera closer, it like can't autofocus. So what I love about my canon is that with that lens, I can really get in on the details that I want to, um, whether I'm super far away or up close as well.
0: And then how about the stylus? And the, the stylus, I I a stylus or but the, it's Nikon. the Nikon. Yeah.
1: Um, sort of back to that I can just be quick and spontaneous with it. When I first started shooting, I remember just having two point shoots at the time. And Sort of judging myself being like, oh my gosh, they're not going to think I'm experienced enough or these look so casual. They're going to not be impressed with the equipment I have. And to this day, some of those early shots on my point shoots were my absolute favorite because they were so casual and it just translated over into the images and how the models felt in front of those cameras. And even with my bigger ones now, um, I mean, they're still great, but it's just it's just different having higher level equipment. It like changes the photos overall. Yeah.
0: Now, would you ever sell any of these cameras?
1: Absolutely. I think if they go dormant too long, I will absolutely want them to keep living their lives. So I would absolutely sell and make sure I'm selling it to the right person who I know will appreciate them and take care of them like I have. For the time being, no. But yeah, I think if I ever am shooting less or it just doesn't make sense in my life anymore, I would happily give them up.
0: Marie Kondo, those.
1: Yes. Spark joy. (laughs)
0: what's your favorite thing to shoot with these cameras
1: i love shooting people i think each individual brings such uniqueness to the camera that a general landscape shot might not bring i love being able to capture the details of each person's ethnicity their features um, their eye colors i think there's just so much uniqueness to each person so i love being able to shoot that because I don't have to do much of the work. The beauty's already there. I just have to hone in on the parts that I want to capture of them or show of them.
0: What else is in your bag? Go through everything. What's
1: in the bag? Everything else in my bag is basically film and flashes. I have a flash for my Contax G1 that is separate from it. And then a flash for my Canon as well. I actually have just started working with the flash more for those more manual cameras. But... Meanwhile, on my point and shoot, obviously the flash, I have on a lot for that because I'm mostly shooting at night on that one or when I'm out. Um, so I've been testing around those a lot more. And then I have my Kodak Gold, which is my absolute favorite film to shoot on. ISO 200. It is a great price point, And I just love the colors that it captures on it. Um, and then I also have some Porta in here. I think it's either 400 or 160, but a little mix of those in there as well. And that's about it. Not very exciting. Oh. Sort of a boring bag, but got the essentials. Not at all. Got the goods.
0: Are you kidding me? That bag is full of gold. Stocked. Uh, Kodak no
1: gold. Ten- no pun <laughs> intended. No pun intended. Got the Kodak gold.
0: <laughs> I love Kodak gold. Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like you're the one who will like send me funny memes about Kodak Gold oh yeah. that not many people would get, I guess, no. unless you're a super fan. I feel like I see yeah. a lot of Porta four hundreds, but man, that's too expensive.
0: Too expensive. But
1: when I see Kodak Gold and it's a meme and it's from Kurt, I'm like, he gets it. <laughs> gets it. <laughs> Thank you. I,
0: I think you and I might be the biggest Kodak Gold yes. fan people Good. of all time. <laughs> As we should be. It's the best. I mean the thing is it's a great like it's like the summer film. Totally. And it's always summer in LA.
1: Yep. Got the ISO 200 ready for the sun. Yep.
0: What is your favorite non-camera body piece of equipment?
1: Can can this be what I talk about? Yeah. I have a cow striped camera strap on my Canon and I love it so much. I got it from this random woman on Etsy, but I knew I wanted a fun print because that's just who I am. And obviously you can't have prints on your camera. So I was like, how can I bring some style into my camera? So my cow print strap is so soft, keeps my camera safer on my neck as I shoot and I love it.
0: Wait, what's the tag say?
1: Sassy Strap.
0: Sassy Strap. Oh, so I guess...
1: So the woman I bought it from.
0: I would definitely want to buy one of those.
1: Maybe her brand is Sassy Strap. We'll report back. I hope so. But that's the tag that's on it. So check it out. They're sassy.
0: What is your bag missing?
1: My bag is missing personality. It is the most (laughs) standard black masculine bag. What I would love is for it to feel more femme, colorful, and say wish you were here on it or something like I would love to eventually create a personalized bag that's sort of like branded around my photo brand and it sort of encapsulates all that I don't know
0: wait talk about your photo brand
1: yeah so my film account is around one of my favorite sayings which is wish you were here it has such a nostalgic feeling to it um and just encapsulates that feeling of being someplace you love and wishing you had the people in your life that you love to share that moment with you and it's just always been a favorite saying in mine growing up that me and my mom have used so i just brought that forward into my photos because sharing cool places you are it's always that thought of i wish you were here or like something like that so i think that's sort of where it came from and it just stuck with it yeah
0: i'm gonna ask you again later but just go ahead and what's the instagram for that
1: it is at wish you were here
0: w-i-s-h-u
1: so so oh wait it's wish you, but with two U's instead of spelling out Y-O-U. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. It's like wish you, you were here. Mm-hmm. I keep DMing the guy who has the Instagram account for wish you were here. I don't know where he lives. He has like 200 followers and I keep commenting on his photos, DMing him. He doesn't reply. I'm at the point where it's like, I would offer you money for this handle, but he doesn't oh, yeah. get back to me. So it'll be wish you were here for the time being.
0: Do you travel with this bag?
1: Since it's so new, I haven't done any big voyages with it, or at least I haven't like flown with it. But it traveled with me up to Big Sur, where I was shooting for a hotel up there. And that was actually, I think, my first trip that I took with it. And it kept my camera safe for the entire road trip. So it did its job. I'm like jittery from the coffee, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm, like coked out from the coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amigo roasters in the house. <laughs> when you shoot for yourself, what camera are you shooting with? And what subject are you shooting?
1: When I'm shooting for myself, I'll probably grab my contacts. I'm shooting people outside. Hopefully that has a storyline that either I've thought of or something about their features that I want to build a story around. When I'm just like working with someone and bringing their person out in the photos, it becomes so simple, yet a strong story still comes from it, like from the visuals of whatever I capture.
0: So what is your favorite style of photography, portrait, landscape street lifestyle documentary product
1: yeah so definitely i do a lot of portrait stuff but i always want to bring forward the lifestyle casualness of it i love things that are that feel sort of candid very in the moment i guess it'll really depend what i'm shooting who i'm shooting because their modeling will also translate more of the style like if they're casual themselves or if they have more of a serious editorial look that'll sort of come through in the photos But obviously, if I don't have subjects to shoot, landscape is such a great way to go out by yourself and still shoot whatever you want.
0: If you can only use one camera for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: I would have to say my point and shoot because when I started photography, it was all about quick moments, not necessarily the planning behind it, but just being able to capture those candid moments with friends, family, nature. And I think with that camera, it just has the mobility. To come wherever with me, and I would just choose that one. Easy and simple.
0: What is your favorite lens?
1: So, my lens is a 28 to 105 millimeter lens for Canon. I like that I can get those really close up shots, but also do landscape stuff with that lens as well. So, it just has that diversity in whatever you're shooting.
0: What is your dream camera?
1: Ooh, I. Don't have one honestly on the top of my mind. I would love to start dabbling in medium format a bit, and there's one camera I'm probably gonna butcher the name. My, 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 my Oh name. yeah, Mamiya. ma Mamiya. Oh my gosh, my dyslexia reads that word and it's just like a blur. Um, but one of my favorite photographers shoots with that camera, and obviously, they will never be the same as hers. But I would love to see that quality of work. Or, like, use that camera for, like, my style. It's just expensive, all of it. Even just developing is more expensive. So it's just, like, each component of it is just an investment. One I'll be willing to make eventually.
0: So what has been your favorite place to photograph?
1: I think one of my favorite backdrops for when I'm shooting either lifestyle or portraits is the beach. Because there's... So many different colors, whether you're using the water as the backdrop and the sky. So obviously that's a lot of blues or if you're using like the natural tans of the sand or if you're using the dunes or the greenery in the background. I think there's so many different colors and elements that you can use to have a dynamic photo shoot and get the model or the person like just a nice array of content.
0: I have a similar passion for the beach.
1: Yes. And I feel like people just feel natural, not as stiff because it's not like stand in front of this wall and look cute. It's like interact with the water. Like, what are you doing at the beach? Like, how do you feel? And it just sort of translates into the photos, that relaxness, that one with nature. I like that.
0: Where in LA would you shoot next?
1: I feel like I have so many on my list. Um, Well, yesterday I went on a date with my camera to the Getty Villa in Malibu and I got the first time slot one at 10 a.m. So it was nice and quiet and it was this misty, cloudy morning, and it truly felt like I was somewhere in Italy or somewhere, and it was just like I had the museum to myself, and it was somewhere I'd been wanting to shoot, and it was amazing. Photos to come.
0: I saw your reel, and it you, it was truly really like...
1: It was a vibe there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where in California do you want to shoot next?
1: I've been dying to do some desert shoots. I haven't thought much more into an idea surrounding it, but I love the idea of that vast, really bright colors. And I think I could get some really cool editorial vibes, depending who I could cast for that. And I feel like the desert just tells a story in and of itself. It's, it's dry, it's harsh, and I just would love to do a shootout there. Get some like motorbikes, people like laying on bikes. I don't know. It could be cool. Something sort of retro but modern at the same time.
0: Where in the United States do you want to shoot next?
1: I would love to shoot like deserted landscapes a bit more. So sort of coming back to that deserty theme, but just capturing moments frozen in time that sort of have a retro feel, feel like slightly abandoned or disregarded, but there's still so much beauty and tell stories of the things that no longer have much life to them. Yeah.
0: So which places are you dying to photograph? This is outside the United States or inside the United States, but mostly outside the United States.
1: Okay, so I have two, but I'm going to start with one, which is the south of France or the Amalfi Coast. So I guess those I could do a trip in one for both of those. Um, But I think they're so dynamic with the mountains, have that sort of tropical feel, but also being very European. And I think there's so much character and nostalgia in that vibe. And then one other place really high on my list is Iceland. I think there's so much there from ice, water to greenery a mix of it all and I want to go there and do something editorially. Damn. Yeah. And just adventure there in general.
0: When did you get into photography?
1: Photography was always a part of my life, nothing that I took too seriously for myself or putting my work out there. So it wasn't probably until about like two years ago when I got my first point and shoot camera and I was getting photos developed and my friends are like, these are good. Like keep shooting. Like this is fun. Like keep going with it. And once I sort of had that, not validation from others, but that sort of recognition that, oh, I like your work Like you could do something with this that I took myself more seriously and took my film more seriously and Put myself out there to actually collaborate with people or go out to shoot something that I wanted to
0: What was your first camera you ever used?
1: The first one I had was I think it, I think it was an Olympus Is that a Mm
0: book? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I wish I had it here with me. And I actually still have it. It just sits sort of dormant in my cabinet. Um, Just because since I have upgraded and I've noticed that the quality of that one isn't as great as the ones I have now. Though at the time it was all I needed. It was perfect to get started. Um, A low investment because I didn't know how seriously I was going to take it. Um, And it just sort of went from there. But I believe it was an Olympus.
0: Did someone in your family take photos growing up?
1: Yes. I don't know. I mean, obviously there was like film cameras because we have a lot of film. Um, I specifically remember just more like VHS videos. I think those are probably the ones I love seeing the most, just like putting life to like growing up and like your little personalities and what they captured. Um, But both my parents did, probably not as seriously as like my aunts and uncles did. I feel like they were the ones who were capturing like all of our families together, but my mom and dad definitely captured a lot. We have a lot of photos. But a fun story or a tangent, my dad last year found one of his old film cameras that he had had down in the basement. I got it fixed. And the second I went to shoot my roll of film on it, the shutter broke again. So I need to get it fixed. But he traveled to Africa when he was in the Navy with that camera. So has a lot of history to it. That was a nice connection that me and my dad got to have that he was like, wait, I actually have an old film camera now that you're into it. Like, here's my camera. Take it. So that was fun.
0: Is photography a profession or a hobby for you?
1: It is a hobby for right now. Um, I still have a full-time job, but it's something that I love to keep growing and building with on the side. I think it's such a great way to meet people within the industry, master your art form a little bit more, and then just have a creative outlet in general. I think that's the biggest thing for me is just having somewhere else to like, put out my work or just like have a side passion. So hobby for now, but maybe a profession down the road.
0: What role does photography play for you in your life? Passion, therapy, expression, creative outlet, perception, storytelling, memories?
1: It's everything. I would say biggest is just a creative outlet and a creative platform to meet other people. I feel like one of my favorite parts about it is the people that I get to shoot and creating a story with them or building a relationship with them.
0: How has photography changed for you since COVID?
1: Um, It's actually grown a lot especially with my confidence and having the time to shoot more I had a lot more flexibility in my work schedule that I was able to obviously have photography as my hobby but sort of build a platform from that as well and that's sort of when I really started my wish you were here platform I was shooting a bit before COVID but when we sort of had that time to pause think about how do I want to spend my time when I'm like sitting at home and whatnot I think photography really became more prevalent because in my downtime, I was able to do it so much more and had the time to cultivate and build a brand behind wish you were here and where I wanted to take that. So for me, I'm honestly so thankful for that time to sort of have paused and look at what creatively I wanted to do going forward. And I knew that was going to be like film and photos and meeting people through that.
0: What are some personal projects you're working on?
1: Personal projects. I have things more in ideation. And again, they're, I don't ever think too deeply on a project I'm working about. I'll think about a word or a theme. Um, So I have an upcoming project I want to work on and it's called cry baby. And it's about just being open to sensitivity and emotions. I've always looked at me myself being a crybaby as such a negative thing. When I've realized that's like actually my strength. It's just, I'm an emotional person and I'm going to cry. You can make fun of me, but like it's my like way of showing my feelings or showing my anxiety or stress and something. And I want to, open up that intimate side of showing that like tears are beautiful and they're okay. And that's what it's going to be called. Cry baby. I'm casting for it. Not actually, but like if you like to cry. Shout out. (laughs) We can get water drops in there too, but if you like to cry, let's shoot. Let's shoot it.
0: (laughs) If money were not a factor, what would you photograph?
1: I would just keep shooting people sort of portraits, lifestyle, and just really bringing their unique look and personality to those photos and sharing that sharing their beauty
0: What is your Instagram username?
1: My Instagram username is wish you were here, but instead of spelling out Y O U, it is to use, so wish you you were here.
0: And then her personal is Carly Durant.
1: Carly Durant. Yes, I do I mix on both, but obviously wish you were here is more structured towards it being my like creative work or projects that I'm working on and some random stuff too, but
0: How do you use your Instagram? Personal portfolio platform?
1: sort of all the above. There was a time when I first started it that it was really casual. It was a lot of just those candid photos going out with my friends. And that's when I really started the platform. And when it got some traction and like recognition from my friends and me wanting to take it more seriously, I definitely really changed that. I archived a lot to like make it more serious, look like more like a portfolio. Um, And there was one point where I was really not strict on what I posted, but I wanted it to be my best work. So I was posting less, but then I realized that wasn't authentic to me. Like I'm not posting, obviously I want my work to look good, but I want to post what I want to post. So now it's sort of a mix of work that I take seriously, but other shots that I just think are fun and people will want to see, or I don't know, or just interact with. Yeah.
0: What is one thing you love about Instagram?
1: I love the people that I can meet through it. I don't have as many people like close friends of mine that shoot film photography and it's such, I can geek out on it. Finding Venice photo club was one of my biggest outlets, like meet other creatives and like geek out on those things and talk about it and just meet other people and see what they're doing to like expand your ideas or just get you thinking outside of the box. And I think I just love meeting other creative people through it and getting to share your work with more people than you would just in general. (laughs)
0: <laughs> totally. Like as an artist having reference points to other artists.
1: Totally. But
0: also having community.
1: Right. Or it's um, like you shot that, how did you do that? And it's like, "Oh, well I had a green screen behind me and I used flash." And it's just there's so many little nuances into photography, so I love learning through other creative people. Mm-hmm. The crazy stuff that they'll do to get the shot or not. Totally. Yeah.
0: What is one thing you hate about Instagram?
1: Hmm. I hate that sometimes I think I have to perform a certain way in terms of likes, engagements to validate my own work. Sometimes I'll post a photo and be like, this is the sickest photo. Everyone's going to love this. And then it gets, you know, just an average amount of likes. And you're like, dude, really? This is sick. You're hating right now. Like, no one likes my work. I'm deleting my Instagram. And I, I definitely don't think of myself as insecure with my work often. But Instagram definitely helped... Or makes you question your work sometimes, even when you think it's so great. And I, obviously that's not the same for everyone, but I hate that. I will question my work when I know it's still good. Yes. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That is such a good answer. What are some of your favorite IG accounts you follow?
1: Ooh, I have so many. Um, one photographer that always sticks at the head of my mind is Amber Asali. She is Just such a badass photographer, really like self-made out here in LA, really plays with colors, graphics, everything. So check her out. She works with such cool talent from A-lister celebrities to cool brands like Puma. um, And her work is just so fantastic. I learned so much from her.
0: Shout out. out. We love you.
1: One of my favorite film photographers, her name is Rosie Matheson. Um, She's a UK-based photographer and just really does these gorgeous medium format photos really focused on features and the face. And it's just so inspiring just showing people's unique looks and just that intimate, like crystal clarity of a film photo hits different than digital. And her work is just so inspiring to me.
0: What is your favorite non-IG social media?
1: I guess I have to say TikTok, which is great because obviously since I interact with photography videos, I get a lot of those on my For You page. So it's actually a really cool way to come across IG accounts that I hadn't previously followed. Um, so that's fun. But I love, I'm a big fan of just like video content and visuals to music. That to me is so captivating and tells such a story in and of itself. So TikTok, it's TikTok. growing, baby. We Keep love posting. TikTok.
0: Do you post content on other social medias?
1: Yes. I recently started posting some videos, like visuals on TikTok, more so for fun. I mean, Maybe one will blow up eventually and that could like I don't know be You're something. A 38K video. <laughs> I have one video with 38k. It's a spoof video of Justin Bieber, a billboard of Justin Bieber and Skims. It's so I, good. I can't describe it. You have to see it. Yeah, you have to see it. It was it's like so just an good. LA billboard mishap and it mixed the two of them together and it was fucking hilarious. Um so that one, that one performed well. Otherwise, it's more just like visuals um to music just around California.
0: What is your greatest strength as a photographer?
1: I think my personability when I'm shooting with someone, I can really do my best to break down that barrier of meeting someone for the first time and showing that they're true and intimate self behind the camera or in front of the camera. Um, Because it's always those first few shots. You both feel stiff. You're sort of meeting them for the first time or they're working with you for the first time. And, you know, it, it can show in those photos. So it's always later in the shoots when you like have built a friendship or like an understanding between what you're shooting. I love being able to connect to that person and have it translate through that. They're just like comfortable and in the moment. Yeah.
0: That first five minutes of working with somebody. It's
1: like, is this going (laughs) to (laughs) work? Should I leave? (laughs) 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 I'm so awkward. So it's usually me like really coming out of my shell or like pushing forward to be more extroverted and connect to them.
0: So what is your greatest weakness as a photographer?
1: I think my greatest weakness.
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: is that the question? The greatest weakness?
0: Your greatest weakness.
1: I feel like that's um, like
0: a, a paradox. Splurl- yeah, it is. It is uh, right word. It's an oxymoron.
1: Oxymoron, yes. Yeah. My greatest weakness, I think, is my persistence in content. I think I really fluctuate between times when I feel really motivated to shoot or get content out there. And then I have weeks where I just don't have the energy to you know go through the motions of getting a shoot scheduled just sort of that outreach or like communicating with people so there'll be a month where I have like five shoots lined up and a month where I'll have maybe one um so I think I wish I was more consistent but I just know that's just that's life
0: what is one piece of advice you have for a younger self as a photographer specifically as a photographer
1: that's so cute um I think I would just say, just fucking do you. Like, pick up that camera. Shoot what you want. Um, Just, like, capture things around you because people find it more interesting than you think. I think we always see our work as just interesting to us, but I've realized that your work goes beyond that. And I think capture what you think is interesting because realistically, a lot of other people are going to think so too. Or you'll sort of narrow in on that niche of who wants to follow the work you do put out there because they'll understand it or relate to it. So I would say to myself, just be yourself and shoot what you want, put out creatively what you want, and the rest will follow.
0: That is beautiful. What do you, what advice do you have for a new photographer?
1: Ooh, I guess sort of that same notion of just just start, just begin because There's so much that goes on in our heads and doubts why we don't pursue things creatively, especially. And I think with photography, it's just start. See if you like it, see what you like about it and tailor the art to what suits you best. Yeah.
0: Where do you see yourself in three years, specifically with photography?
1: Bringing it back, I would love to see my work shooting recognizable faces to the greater public. So shooting with people who have an established career and that my photos are helping facilitate their career or help launch their brand. I don't know how to describe describe it because I don't even know where my career will go in general because obviously right now I have a separate full-time job from my photography. But I think eventually I would love to have my photography either build my own brand from it or become more of the forefront of a full-time position creatively for a company or whatever. I think that answers it sort of.
0: So we're, we're going to scale up. Where do you see yourself in 10 years specifically with photography?
1: I have no idea. Yeah. Mm. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. (laughs) But I just hope that no matter what, I'm still like staying true to what I see in photography.
0: You'll still be shooting film.
1: I'll probably still be shooting film unless the world ends. (laughs) True. (laughs) Then I won't be. We don't know. Um.
0: We're along for the ride. If film
1: gets any more expensive, I quit. But <laughs> hopefully it doesn't. I hope prices go down. Come on, Kodak.
0: Carly, if you could time travel and bring back photographs with you, where and when would you go?
1: So I'm picking an era to go to. Am I picking specifically what photos? Or you're just saying in general, if you're going somewhere, where would you go to show them photos?
0: You can only bring back photos with you.
1: I think I love... All things retro and nostalgic. So I think I would go to the roaring 20s or maybe the 60s. I think politically, so many things I would avoid and so many things that were wrong that I would love to change. But I think style wise, black and white wise, the fashion, the cars, everything, I would want to be like in an old jazz club, shooting people, dancing, hanging, drinking alcohol illegally or legally. I would just, yeah, I would just want to immerse myself in the speakeasies of the Roaring Twenties.
0: What is the most exciting thing about the future of photography technology? Gear, AI, speed, storage, AR, VR, or film?
1: It's funny because film is sort of, in a way, frozen in time. There isn't too much technologically that we can switch besides, obviously, cameras themselves. Chemicals, maybe, I don't know i think that's one thing i love about film is that it is somewhat timeless it doesn't need to continue developing or changing it works and i'll keep shooting that as for like iphones and digital cameras i'm so excited to see what's next because there's already so much more we have whether that's like wide angle lenses like going to 0.5 on your iphone i think just being able to capture more i think it's also just super interesting simply editing wise all the apps that they make to have photos look like it was taking on a polaroid or a film camera so i think even editing wise there's so much changing to transform photos to look as if they were shot on a film camera or disposable or something so i think that's also super interesting is like will they be redundant that's another yeah like will they just like go extinct but obviously they won't because people love the physicalness of a film camera versus just the editing to make it look like one so i guess that's sort of a moot point but i don't know where the future is going but i'm i'm ready for it yeah I'll take it.
0: Is there anything you would like to tell the listeners?
1: I just think like share your story. We're all so unique and the way you see the world is so unique. And that's what I love when I meet and see other artists work is just seeing their life from their perspective or how they're seeing the world. So I think just share your story and what you think is important and other people will see the value in that too.
0: If the listeners were to follow you, what can they expect?
1: Expect greatness. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I think just expect Film. expect photos. <laughs> Film um,
0: photography.
1: I think expect colors, um, a sense of nostalgia, retroness, and I definitely want to start bringing a little bit more of emotion and stories behind my shoot, So again, not thinking too deeply, but thinking of still a story I want to tell and hoping that that can translate through the photos. When I started, like before photography, I used to collect magazines, had Tumblr and everything. And my first Tumblr page was called Retro Bitch. And that was like my link or whatever your Tumblr name is. And it, I just love posting like retro photos and sort of like, just like Tumblr girl photos. But I just love things, all things retro. I love the nostalgia in that. So I hope to like bring that forward in my future of film.
0: Cry baby, wish you were here. Yeah. Retro bitch. It's a common theme.
1: I like it because there isn't too much to interpret from it, yet you still can go in deeper. So I want people to see my work and understand straight up what it is, but obviously be able to stare at it and read a lot more from it but I also love showing someone my work and preluding what it means or what I want them to see in it. So I think titling things helps give the viewer direction as to what you're trying to portray or share, but then also allows them to read deeper in it, into it and the theme of that and what they're seeing.
0: What can people hire you right now for?
1: Ooh, anything and everything. I'm super open. I think obviously specifically I tailor towards um, the film format but I am always open to working with individuals, with brands. I'm always looking to further collaborations and just get my work out there to help to help boost other people's projects or themselves. So I love I love making things look good. So if you need things to look good, let's work together and get you amazing photos.
0: Facts. Yeah. If you were to collaborate with one person right now, who would it be?
1: Amber Asali. I would love even just to be in her presence of a shoot and just see the life and energy she brings into all of her shoots is phenomenal. And just sort of through osmosis, just learn how she does things and how she creates her work and just take that with me and just become her friend. Maybe who knows (laughs)
0: besties
1: (laughs) color queen. Yeah. Yeah. Does she live in LA? She's LA based.
0: Let's make this happen.
1: Let's let's do it.
0: If you could hire someone right now, what would their role be?
1: I think I would love to hire someone maybe to be doing a little bit more of the outreach of sort of sourcing, sort of helping me pipeline. Like I have ideas and things I want to shoot, but sometimes I just don't have the time or energy to be doing that outreach to get things going. So if I had someone to be reaching out to say these 20 brands I'm interested in, or these certain models or whatever, and sort of just getting things going. And then from there I can like develop the creative concept and get the shoot going. So sort of, Agent. I, I guess. Sort of like someone bringing me the work, and then I do it.
0: Tell us a tall tale about an imaginary dream job. It could be based in reality, and it cannot be if you don't want it to be. But
1: Okay, one thing I'm really into right now is I love when series, shows, films capture behind the scenes of the cast and crew together. For an example... And if any of you guys watch Outer Banks on Netflix, I'm weirdly such a hype fan about it. But what I love is the relationship that all the characters have IRL behind the scenes and getting to see they actually did a lot of film shots behind the scenes of the cast, just their true friendship on screen, like their cast or their characters, but seeing them be actual best friends behind the scenes as well. So I think it would be so cool to work real time doing behind the scenes of like whether that's traveling for a movie or a shoot or traveling with an artist and just helping them get like lifestyle content that like just showing a personality behind their day to day because obviously they can't be doing the content themselves. So it's like me, we're at we're at brunch together and I'm like shooting you photos and it just shows that real person in their day to day life and making it look good on film. We do. But we can all dream
0: well Carly thank you so much for coming today and talking about photography
1: thank you for having me this is my first podcast so I hope you all enjoyed I hope I had enough information to share that you can take forward or maybe start shooting film
0: yeah we skimmed the top shooting from the hip here and we had a good time
1: thanks for tuning in
0: thank you guys